0: to sit down this time
1: <laughs> way to with the intro already
0: you like that you screwed it up professionalism
1: that's right we're back and obviously uh, keeping up our high bar of abilities and i'm going to be sitting down this time i kind of just want to let the song play and start singing along at this point like yeah karaoke <laughs> Okay, all uh, I'll joking aside, we're back, uh, episode 29. Obviously, our podcasting has been getting substantially more sporadic. I'm going to go ahead and blame myself for that.
0: We've had a low frequency. I, I'm partially to blame, too. I think, in general, we've just been a little uh, a little busy with uh, other jobs.
1: Yeah, strangely, uh, the jobs that actually pay you money seem to get priority um, over the ones that don't.
0: It's weird how that works, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: But we're back. We have a, a solid list of items to talk about today. Um. Let's dive right in and just go with uh, TEDx. Okay. What, what is TEDx? Explain cool. that to me. Oh,
0: uh, you might actually be better to explain it. I think you explained it to me originally. Uh, but let me see if I let me see if I let me let me take a shot at it. Uh, Ted 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 Talks started a couple of years ago, something like that. Um, yeah, a while back. Yeah, uh, where people give uh, talks on um, I don't know science type like lecture type uh, serieses. Um, uh,
1: imagine TED is the, pretty much what you wanted college to be. You go sit in a big hall with a bunch of people and a super smart guy gets up there and talks to you about um, like wireless energy charging everything or um, how your brain works by like, here's the map of where your brain stores all the different types of cool, data. Cool science stuff. So um,
0: I, I think they tried, sp- or they, they have, uh, they've spawned off what they call TEDx. Um, which is almost like a um, uh, franchise of Ted is yeah, it like the you X-Men version a you of can Ted? set up it's like you can set up your own uh, Ted franchise and uh, do your do your own talk uh, okay. with, with with Ted's backing and um, what does Ted stand for
1: <laughs> and this show is we need it's a all, producer we It's, did it's some all capitalized wicked, uh, uh, capitalized
0: better. TED. So anyway, uh TEDx is like you can have your own uh little TED talk of your your own uh it, it's kind of sponsored by TED but you know I think you the guys pay for it and do it on their own. Anyway, um there's been some problems with uh the TEDx series cuz cuz TED is is you know uh curated by uh real you know knowledgeable scientific type people
1: and uh TED technology, entertainment, and design.
0: There you go. So kind of like our podcast, similar similar set of topics. You know, maybe we should see if they want to sign us on there. We could be TED blog. Anyway, uh, they have that already. TED pod, TED something like. Anyway, uh, so it sounds like uh, some of the TEDx um, uh, series that have happened recently have maybe been a little more into the range of pseudoscience.
1: Are you suggesting that Art Bell or George Anori would have been better to cover them?
0: Uh, yeah, and even those guys might have been a little bit like suspect on some of this stuff. So there was, um, there was a set of speeches in Valencia, Spain that included uh, crystal, ther- crystal therapy and homeopathy. Now, by crystal um, therapy,
1: you obviously mean uh, so making crystals yeah, yeah. or so, rocks.
0: So I actually know a little bit something about crystal therapy <laughs> um, because I used to be a geologist, and uh, which means I know a lot about crystals. Uh, I know about like crystal structure I know
1: about their chemical components now I know... in, your, in your geology classes do they cover the healing process no, no no they didn't
0: cover that at all uh that that came in uh i didn't even know about crystal healing when I was in college <laughs> uh but one of uh one of my classmates um uh joe who's who 's actually been really successful at this uh started uh his own mining business where he mines crystals uh and uh he doesn't believe in any of this stuff, but one of his biggest... People that he's selling to are people that consume crystal for, for crystal therapy because they believe that, you know, the particular crystals, uh, they, they, promote, vibrate and he, they, change. They, your... Yeah. Uh, well, and I, I think that's where it comes from. So, like, you know, they use quartz crystals to you as the, the, you know, you put electricity into like it, timers. it vibrates at a yeah. very specific frequency. They believe that that frequency aligns with your body or some bullshit and then that heals you. So, but, but like, that's as far as they can get with it, right? They get, there's some science in there. You know, if I ooh, I can if I electrify this, it'll vibrate at frequency. Yep. And then they go completely off the the course of science there, and just go. And then it'll align with my body, and it'll heal me, and I'll feel better. And the purple crystals do something different than the brown crystals, and the red crystals do something different. And if I put it on my forehead, I, it's all just a bunch of bullshit. Anyway. Well,
1: you know, you have to line the crystals up with your chakras, so yeah, you sh- your your tantric energy, you know? yeah does what it needs to.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, honestly, it's I, I spent a lot of time around crystals. Uh, I didn't feel any better because of it.
1: Yeah. That would well,
0: be my anecdotal evidence. Because <laughs> that, that, that is totally not. hardcore badass yeah. science. Uh, so um, as a result of this, the TED people have put together a list of um, things to help you identify the marks of good science and bad science so that the people who are putting together... Um, TEDx um, series can identify whether the people that are coming to talk to them are um, talking about legitimate science or if they're mm, maybe on the lines of crockpot science.
1: Now, um, this may seem kind of weird. I mean, everybody's out there going, oh, we all know what science is. It's easy to tell. But I was reading an article and granted this is unsubstantiated because I can't actually remember where I was reading this article but it was in the last 48 hours uh, saying something along the lines of only 6 to 7% of the articles that are published in well-respected science journals actually can be repeated by other people.
0: Wow. So even in respect- respectable science journals, they're not doing good science.
1: I- I'm not saying they're not doing good science. Uh, but I- it's I- not I'm repeatable. That, it's Yeah, I- I'm saying it looks like there's some room for improvement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um... And I totally agree there it's definitely I think when you go hey, we're talking about crystal therapy for healing, it's really easy to say crazy that's, times. that's crazy times uh when you're talking about um I don't know uh some other goofball claims like i I don't know alien abductions are a little bit hard to prove or not or or yeah. like um but if you talk- cryptozoology, right so people yep. searching for bigfoot, uh you go okay, okay, okay you guys are you guys are crackpots. Uh but you but, can well, get now into what if they were to
1: come back with uh, some uh, DNA that is not easily quantifiable?
0: Uh that, that the, we
1: say doesn't seem to match anything that we know about.
0: If they were really testing it Appropriately, then I'd be like, hmm, uh, "That is a little interesting." You mean Why not just
1: licking it? and going, "Yep, that's different uh, DNA," yeah,
0: yeah, and not not running it from their uh, their home DNA lab and going, "Oh, yep, that doesn't look like human DNA," uh, like like having actual DNA experts look right. at it. Um, why was it, did somebody find some uh Bigfoot DNA recently?
1: I found an article the other day about that, but it was not a good article. <laughs> it was pretty clear they were crackpots.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. So so they they found some like poop and they What what I was trying to point poop, out is that
1: uh, uh given even mine and your uh strict adherence to Wow, that sounds like crazy talk. Who who believes in a yeah. large mammal running around that is, you know, not been identified, doesn't seem to leave any proof and probably doesn't exist were somebody to come up and show us absolute proof that it exists, we'd believe it. I, I would believe it because that's how they, science works. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So I want to. I, I want to go off on a tangent, but I'm not gonna right now. Uh, oh,
1: whoa, no. whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on I here, know. folks. That is the first time on this podcast we have ever avoided a tangent. Okay, we're gonna do it then. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so the same sort
0: of. Th- Thing applies, and I don't know how I have this like sixth sense of the internet. When I get something from the internet, I know it's bullshit or not. You know yes. what I'm talking about, right? I do. Like, uh, you get some uh, somebody sends you like, uh, oh, hey, here's this the latest. I don't know. Facebook uh, is gonna start charging money for your account. Whatever email comes to your... you like yep. as, as you're reading it, the words come across, and you're like, oh. This is clearly bullshit because of like the, 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 the verbiage that they're using in here. I, I don't yep. know exactly know what it is, but somehow you just detect it. Um, I think it's kind of the same with pseudoscience, right? Like yeah. You kind of just go, ah, I kind of think you're bullshit. But anyway, the, the TEDx people put together some uh, a, a list of, uh, ha- and I'm not going to go through the whole list, but. Um, Let's like, talk big picture. What kind of. Big picture. <laughs> L- like, what are the top so, five? Marks of good science.
1: Okay, marks of good science.
0: It makes claims that can be tested and verified. That, that's pretty basic, right? Yeah. Um, it's been published in a peer reviewed journal, kind of like what we just talked about, in parentheses, but beware, there are some dodgy journals out there that may seem credible but aren't. Yep. So, y-
1: uh, especially, you know. and this is one of those things that, may not, that, that most people may not know about, but in every t- branch of science, we think chemistry, right? Yeah. Chemistry is actually a huge and varied field with hundreds of thousands of subfields. Yeah. And each of them has their own peer-reviewed journal that talks about, like, the interesting things you can do with sodium. Yeah. I took a
0: class in college on hydrogeochemistry.
1: Yeah. See, they probably have, like, at least three yeah. Uh, yeah. peer reviewed journals that are read yeah. only by the 12 people that do that. I also
0: had a class on fluvial geomorphology, which is also probably... Uh, That's down to one guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually a pretty big area. It just sounds complex. It's uh, reverse. Um, <laughs> it's, what are you going to do? Uh, number three, it's based on theories that are discussed and argued by many experts in the field. Uh, and, and I think these, these uh, like those top two, I think are, are the big bullet items. As it yeah. gets down, you know, these the other ones are, you know, it's 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 proponents are uh, secure enough to accept areas of doubt. Um, y- you know, uh, proposed speaker works for a university or a PhD or another bona fide high level scientific qualification. Blah, blah blah blah. That's sort of general, like
1: right. Y- Does this is, is this person speaking about free energy? But they, uh, you know, maybe have been doing. Uh, computers for the last ten years. Right. Right.
0: Yep. Um, so marks of bad science has failed to convince many mainstream scientists of the truth. Now, I think that's a good number, one, top level bullet. But you got to remember, there are some big things that at some point are currently mainstream science, but when they were proposed initially, people were like, "You're fucking crazy."
1: Yeah. It took like uh, fifty or sixty years or something like that for the idea that uh, um, glaciers. Drove across the planet to be well accepted. Yeah,
0: and um, plate tectonics, uh, when it was initially proposed by Wegener back in the twenties or thirties, was uh, he was pretty much laughed out of the room initially.
1: Yeah, but that was British science. They do things differently Uh, over there.
0: That's true. (laughs) Um, So here's here's the one that you uh, brought up is based is not based on experiments that can be reproduced by others. Um, It's kind of a kind of a big deal. Yeah.
1: other people should be able to look at your recipe and get the same results. Yep,
0: uh, Contains experimental flaws or is based on data that does not uh, convincingly, convincingly corroborate the experimental's
1: theor- theoretical claims. See, now in my experience, that is the hardest one right there to nail. Um, I-, I do a job that is not explicitly science, even though it ought to be. Um, but I see a lot of times where people believe what is going on. Even to the exclusion of all of the proof that's sitting there in front of them saying, no, 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 that's not the problem. The problem is this.
0: Right. They're ignoring the data and believing what they want to believe.
1: Yeah. And um, strangely, enough folks don't really have an understanding of how, um, you know, logic and or math work. Yeah, so that those kinds of things happen, they they start to do value judgments in their head. Yeah, and forget conditions.
0: I don't. So, so I don't have the link uh, ahead of me, in front of me right now. But uh, as I was when I was originally reading this article, uh, you know, I started clicking through, ended up on uh, a um, article discussing Dr. Oz's uh, most recent claims:
1: the raspberry ketones or the green coffee beans. The green coffee bone
0: beans. It <laughs> did mention the raspberry <laughs> ketones, but it was this, was this was specifically on the the green coffee beans. And the study that he'd done on green coffee beans as a weight loss was like and and the person who read the wrote the article, and if you search on Dr. Oz green coffee bean bullshit or something like that, and you'll you'll find it on the internet. Uh and the person who dissected this did an awesome job of just like ripping up, like, here's where the study was flawed, because they only used 15 people, and they did it in Bangladesh, and with people who were recording their diet from memory, and uh, all this stuff, and but then you go watch, like, the Dr. Oz talk about it on his TV show that's promoted by Oprah, and he's like, oh my god, we did this great study, and it shows conclusively that, you know, uh, these green coffee beans are gonna help you lose weight, blah, 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 and that's coming from somebody who's a coming from a realm of um, that that most people would assume is a valid scientific point of view, right? They they, they they're gonna say, oh, hey, his name's doctor. Uh, apparently, he's like a doctor of surgery at Columbia University. University, um, but yet he's I don't know if he's falling for or if he's shilling for these crackpot claims on raspberry ketones and. Uh, and, and green coffee beans as 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 losing weight and it just kind of like it kind of annoys me.
1: So, I am uh, doing a quick Wikipedia search on Dr. Oz here. Yeah. He, he, I I can't hold this against him, but I think the person that wrote the Wikipedia page may be crazy.
0: Really? You're know you bringing it up right now. You know
1: how you were talking earlier about the uh, um when you read the internet articles on stuff and you're like that stuff may not be untrue, but the way you're stringing it together makes it look like you're trying to say something else. Uh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see. Let,
1: me, let me let me find that
0: same article.
1: So, um, the weird thing for me is like, so I, I especially uh, the things that jumped out at me as I started glancing through here in the personal life section. It says Oz is a practitioner of transcendental meditation. When I meditate, I go to that place where truth lives. Now. To say what you will about people, and say what you will about meditation. Uh, that seems like a weird thing to throw in there—a personal quote from the guy on his Wikipedia page.
0: It is, and and um, I think the Wikipedia moderators tend to be pretty good at like cleaning up that kind of crap. But uh, it sounds like there's maybe a bit of uh bit of additional cleanup that needs to happen there. Now, I his did- first name is Mehmet, by the way.
1: Yeah. Did not know that. I think that's probably why he goes by Doctor. Uh,
0: yeah, he's uh, he's he's ar- Turkish. Um. Is that from like Turkey? Yeah, yeah, from uh-oh, Turkey. Uh oh, uh oh.
1: See, now here's where I have to say I'm totally uh, thinking that the Wikipedia author may be selecting specific information to make a claim that they want to substantiate it later by their own article. Uh, an episode of Dr. Oz's TV show that aired in March of 2011 featured John Edwards, a psychic who be- claims to be able to communicate with the spirits of dead people. Huh. You see how this article feels hinky to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep.
0: I'm, I'm the same. I'm not, I, I can't seem to Again, find same Again, I can't say that bits, I believe in uh,
1: John Edwards because that show's fucking awesome. Uh, um, but uh he's totally so fleecing people. John Edwards. John Dr. Edwards. Uh, John Edwards
0: I, I suspect Dr. Oz is also. Uh but uh have you seen the um Long Island Medium, which is basically the Jersey Shore of John Edwards? Oh god no. Yeah, yeah. My wife uh watches it and believes it.
1: Your wife. Yeah. I
0: uh I'm all
1: like <laughs> so. Furthermore, here under reparative therapy, they have a TV episode which aired on in November of 2012, just recently here, devoted to the pseudoscience of reparative therapy. at theory, least they su- called
0: it a pseudoscience though.
1: Yeah, which supposedly cures homosexuality. but here's the thing. Um, this is the first Wikipedia article I've read in a long time that feels unbalanced.
0: Uh, yeah, the interesting thing well, so I-, I will say this is under the controversy okay. section. Uh, and basically it's just pointing out, here's some controversies that he's, like, these are things that he's done that has caused controversy. So, I mean, the fact that it's under the controversy section makes it a little, like, legitimizes the article a little bit more. It doesn't legitimize Dr. Oz's, like, uh, use of John Edwards' reparative therapy or... um, Arsenic and apple juice.
1: Here's the thing, though. I, I looked up... I, I was at uh, Christmas with family, and uh, the sound of music was on. And I've never seen the show before. Yeah. And I asked, hey, what's the show about? And I got, like, a standard family response of... blah Oh, yeah, but the I was like, I didn't ask for an effing plot summary. I just said, what's it a, like?" Uh, Don't walk me through the whole goddamn show. Just kids tell me what it's about. singing in
0: Germany in Nazi-owned German, Nazi Germany or something like that.
1: Yeah. So I jumped over to the Wikipedia page because my family was useless. Yeah. Um, and I got one of those happy little notes in there. Warning, this article may be too in-depth. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I, I'm thinking we might need to slap a, another warning on this article.
0: <laughs> um. By the way, is it uh, so? So I, I think I've gone on, on enough about like ripping on pseudoscience and stuff, and uh, we should give props to people like James Randi who uh, who who constantly uh, fight against it. Um, in the James Randi, the magician. James Randi, the magician. That was who, helping the lot. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who uh, who I, you know? Really, it was Houdini who started all of the sort of uh, magicians being against pseudoscience. Yes, which is kind of uh, funny
1: because uh, Houdini um, also really played up on the mystical side of things in his show. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But he he basically said, this is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't exist. If anybody can prove that it exists, I'll give you a bunch of money, which is James Randi's got a million dollars out there right now. Which doesn't seem like that, that
1: big can... of a deal anymore. A million dollars? No. Maybe
0: he's bumped it up. Maybe it should be ten million now. I don't know. Uh, but anybody that can prove that they're a psychic within a scientific experiment that's reproducible, et cetera, et cetera, uh, could just have a million dollars just boom right there, uh which makes you wonder why these people are shilling for you know fifty dollars a session when they could just go to James Randy and get a million
1: well why w- why wouldn't they why would they do that because that would show that they 're in it for the money and it 's uh, not about money it 's about helping people with their gift,
0: yeah yeah whatever uh, yeah uh so speaking of which did you uh you ever think about Wikipedia as a um Live site, like the fact that they don't make any money, uh, but it's one of the largest websites um, basically in existence right now. Uh, no. <laughs> now think about it. <laughs> um, I mean, we work for we've worked for uh, large corporations that spend millions, millions of, of, dollars. of dollars on running their uh, websites out of massive data centers, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. and. and and how to monetize it and fund it with ad revenue or, or subscriptions or whatever. or whatever else is going on um, and um wikipedia does it off of donations yeah like np they're like the npr of the internet hmm. um but i mean think about it. i mean wikipedia's got to be uh, like taking like Le- level- legitimate traffic legitimate traffic on the level of like google or or somebody because yeah. they're 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 fucking huge. Like we've been to Wikipedia five times during this twenty-minute session here. Um, it's, it's kind of impressive when. Oh, here, right here. It's they're the number five website on the on the web. Yeah. No, um,
1: that's that's uh, that's uh, pretty pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, and and there's no ads or or no way for them to make money. They just do it off of.
1: So this weekend, I was actually talking to my mom, who um, I love dearly. She's a little behind the times when it comes to technology, and I said something about going to Wikipedia to look something up. She goes. What? Wikipedia? That's all lies. It's not, like, official. I'm like, okay, hold on, Ma. Well, well, really? Have you read an encyclopedia before? Yeah? Well, who wrote the encyclopedia? Well, you know, a person that, like, has credentials? I'm like, no. Have you read... Like, seriously, read an encyclopedia that was written in the 70s. Read an encyclopedia that was written in the 90s. There's some stark differences there. Uh, who is better at being super nitpicky about completely and totally... Minute aspects of anything, nerds. Yeah, that's pretty much. sort of our deal. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will trust a nerd that's working for free to be right every time over somebody that's collecting a paycheck.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, granted, you can't trust everything on Wikipedia. You gotta like, it's Obviously. not like it's not a it, source of truth, but it's it, a great way to do a quick lookup and find out like it, basic information.
1: I'd argue it's all, it, It's no more, better, or worse. Than taking anything that you read in a book or any other material as truth.
0: Yeah, no, I'd I'd agree. Dude, I've I've started looking. I've I've found the occasional article where you're like, "That's weird." I've got like a heel spur. I need to look this up. I need to start looking at some of the anatomy crap. And Mm -hmm. like, there is stuff that is clearly written by a medical student or somebody who. Is using big words that I can't read. Um, big so, words that link you to other big yeah, words in there's Wikipedia. Clearly, people contributing in here that that, that know what they're talking about. Um, yeah, and and if it's done well, there's there's references back to everything that they're talking about, so you can you can then go and verify it yourself.
1: Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I'm a, I'm a yeah. fan. Um, I would definitely. Uh, what What's it the kids are saying these days? I would like Wikipedia you'd like that, oh yeah,
0: yeah on on the Facebook,
1: yeah, I've heard of this social media thing i am yeah. I'm, I'm not involved in it, but I mean I know people that are,
0: yeah, 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 I like the socials
1: so uh speaking of nerds talking about absolute weird minutiae, you were telling me something this morning that was completely and totally new to me, okay, uh you'd mentioned that there was a film that was shown before Empire, yeah uh. What what was this film about? Who where was it coming from? What what t- tell me? I wanna so know.
0: I'd never heard about. It. So so this was like as I was doing some research for some of the other topics we were we were looking at. There was a there was a side link off of Wired. Um, I, I, props by, by the way. I, I really like Wired's website. Um, Get a lot of good geek news off of there. Anyway, uh, apparently uh, this this movie called Black Angel was like twenty five minute like short film. Okay. And it was shown in uh Europe and Australia before Empire Strikes Back. So if you went to go watch Empire Strikes Back, you know how like back in the olden times you'd go to a movie and they'd show you like a cartoon before the movie or yep. something? Yeah. So apparently uh when you went to watch Empire, they would show this flick before Empire. So you'd go
1: now is it a uh This was was before they were
0: really big on like previews,
1: I guess. Well, yeah, because they didn't have the twenty yet, so they had to fill that time with something.
0: Exactly. Uh, It's kind of a. It looks like it's a sword and sorcery type fantasy uh, type thing, Uh, but it was directed by the um, the the art director from Star Wars directed this movie. Um, So that's how he was kind of in with Lucas, and they put the film together. Hmm. Apparently, it's been um, in like the geek realm, like almost a mythological film where like people remembered seeing it and they're like, I want to see that again. Cause it was fucking awesome. Yep. What the fuck was it called? Where does it exist? How do I get it? It just fucking didn't exist anywhere. Uh, and it sounds like even the, um, it was never released on DVD or VHS and the director had even like, didn't know where the original negatives were. So he was like, I think it's just fucking gone. And, um, Somebody found the, uh, um, an archivist at Universal Studios uh, found um, a tin of it and contacted the director. And so they're not sure how they're going to distribute it yet, but uh, it sounds like it's going to be like something downloadable. Nice. Uh, So all of us internet geeks will be able to watch it. So I'm going to keep an eye out for this uh, because, I mean, just the one picture on here looks kind of cool. So
1: we'll see what it, I don't know. Sounds awesome. So... (coughs) I, I recently started watching a new TV show. I know this is going to be shocking to everybody. Okay. Um, it's called Happy Town. Okay. It was uh, aired on, I want to say, ABC, NBC, one of those. Okay. Uh, and it has, uh, maybe it was ABC. Um, it's a uh, murder mystery a la... Um, you know, there's a guy called the Magic Man that came through and was kidnapping people. Doesn't sound like that would be happy. Town. Yeah, it, it. Well, it's not. It's really. Okay. But, I mean, it's it, an ironic name. Yeah. Well, the town's name is Happlin. Oh, okay. So they kind of make it Happy Town or whatever. Uh, the show aired for six whole episodes okay. on TV, and then got shit canned. <laughs> and then the ABC folks—I want to say it was them—went ahead and let him finish off the storyline and film two more episodes that were never aired. Okay. And they, you know, are now available on Netflix or okay. uh, Amazon. I got it from Amazon. Um, and there's a... Uh, w- one of the plot points is a... Uh, so there's this mystical, magical guy who uh, uh, kidnaps people right out from under... In crowds, leaves dead flowers on their porch, and uh, they're never seen or heard from again.
0: Okay. That doesn't sound happy.
1: Yeah, not at all. Um, what does he do to them? We don't what? know. Oh, they, they just disappear. They just They're just gone? They're just gone.
0: And you see the guy...
1: Like, no, you don't ever see the guy, right? You you get dropped into a town that has had uh, um, this happen in the past, and now uh, the sheriff goes a little bit batty, starts talking about some chick that he's no- that nobody knows about. He doesn't even know he's doing it. He chops his own hand off. Uh, Merriment and magic ensue. Okay, a, a big state cop shows up, and you know Is this directed by David Lynch, by chance? Uh, no, it was actually okay. good. Okay, um, but like awesome show, totally digging it. And one of the subplots in it is there's a uh uh Sam Neill from yeah, yeah, Jurassic yeah. Park, right? Yeah. He's there, he's a the British guy. Horizon. And yeah, oh god, that was a horrible flick. Um he's there, he's a British dude, he owns this little shop in town that's full of movie memorabilia, like yeah. from the fifties and before, right? And there's this show this movie made in Germany of all places called The Blue Door that uh Seems to have some kind of central piece to this whole puzzle. Yeah, and this uh, really sounds like Twin Peaks. It does, but uh, it was better than Twin Peaks. I, I actually enjoyed it. Um, Twin Peaks, I like, get was like it was just like eh, whatever, but uh, maybe I should go back and watch it again. I was young at the time, but uh, the weird thing about it is, like you've seen The Ring, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know about the movie in The Ring, and you know they were showing little disturbing bits. I get the feeling that from the little tiny bits of the blue door that we saw that it was very similar to that. Okay. And I found myself going, you know, there's not enough movies about weird, odd little twenty five minute or ten minute movies that were made back by weird artists in the day. Like movies that have that out I'm like, ooh, wait, this is neat. Something from the past that's a little on the hinky side and has some kind of weird mystical tie it. What is it makes that interesting?
0: Uh I don't know, but it is. I, yeah. I want yeah, yeah. I want I want more of that. Yeah, me I too. actually want more uh, like short films. I want like, a like place where I can just go watch short films that because you know that there's hundreds of short films that get made, maybe thousands every year, and yeah. nobody ever watches them because there's really nowhere to watch them unless you go to a film festival, which is a pain in the ass. I got to leave my house and
1: shit. Just Wait, saying.
0: I... Huh. We should talk about that more later.
1: Yeah, we should. Uh, I want to say that there was some place like that back in the early nineties. It yeah. was like well there the was phantom films. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um but that but they were like trying to make movies. Yeah. Exactly. More than uh, anything else. Hmm. Yeah, we should talk. Um Okay, yeah, so uh go watch Happy Town. It's eight episodes, it's good. I enjoyed it. It has a shit ton of people in it. Like I said, it has Sam Neill. Yeah. It has that the you know, the brother from uh Wings. The one with the long hair. He was also Tim pl- Daly, or the other one. Uh, he's the one that was in the remake of the uh, movie where he gets locked up in the uh, house uh, um, with his family, the and there's a little twin girls.
0: What are you talking about? It
1: had. Uh, here's Johnny. Um, oh, the uh, the Shining. The Shining. Yes. There was a remake of that. Yeah. I vaguely remember that with the uh, with the. The brother from Wings that was like the happy-go-lucky one.
0: Right, right. I think Tim Daly was the uh, serious brother, yeah. and I can't remember the name of the other brother. As I look it up here on the internet, right? Yeah, now. but your so internet sucks.
1: Yeah, I know. Thanks. It's been really bad this week. They also have uh, what is it, MC Rainey, the um, kind of he he the guy from uh, like Sons of Anarchy.
0: Um, um, I don't think I know that guy but I don't watch that show I
1: hear it's awesome though. yeah I don't watch it either but I've seen him in it but I mean th- there's like a shit ton of people like every time you turn around you're like wait a minute is this made by sci-fi because this seems like, <laughs> they, <laughs> it they, seems had like they, they pulled a bunch the sci on contract and they're like yeah. hey you get over there and you make the show now Nice, Um, nice. But yeah, go check it out. Happy Town. It's available on Amazon.
0: I'd tell you what that actor's name is, but uh, your your
1: internet sucks. My internet's sucking. Oh, here we go. Uh, Steven Weber. Yeah, that's it. Steven Weber. Yeah. Um, But yeah, great show. Totally awesome. Wish it went on more. We should start an internet petition to get it back.
0: I'm just going to say, by the way, that uh, I think Wings was a little underrated.
1: You think I mean, Wings no, was better than it. Dish? I,
0: I think so, maybe. I mean, I haven't watched it in 15 years, but it seemed like it was really good at the time. Yeah, so. But nobody, I've, I don't remember, nobody ever talks about
1: how awesome Wings was. I've rewatched Wings and I've rewatched, like, Cheers and stuff like that. Yeah. Wings is way better than Cheers. That's, that's what I've been thinking, yeah. I haven't
0: rewatched Taxi, though. I should do that. I think that probably holds up well, also, although yeah, I, I didn't really watch it back then. Uh, I remember, though, watching uh, Twin Peaks when I was a kid, and I kind of dug it. Uh, But I might have only dug it because it was, like, really the only thing that was on that was weird like that. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Like, I I suspect that Twin Peaks doesn't hold up well.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing it doesn't. But maybe I'll watch it. I mean, I got another couple days off. (laughs) That is what you guys do with days off, right? Uh, Yeah, that's what I've been doing is watching movies. I watched Happy Town. Um, We just started Eli Stone. Yeah. um, Which is kind of funny. Natasha Henstridge is in that one. Oh, and good. the guy that plays Sherlock in Elementary? Huh, huh. I uh, I I've been mostly watching movies. Um,
0: what did I, say? I watched uh, the new Total Recall last night. <sighs> you didn't you didn't, I like, didn't it? like it? I kind of liked it. I didn't like it a lot. Uh, I did like some of the things as they changed in it.
1: Yeah, no, no. Like, like
0: I, I liked that they didn't go to Mars. Yeah. So and, and I love the idea of the fall. The the tunnel that goes through the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was kind of cool. That's cool. Because uh,
0: you think about that, right? If you if you could have that tunnel, right? okay. So let's just ignore the fact that the this, the core of the Earth spins and that there's plate tectonics and that kind of shit. That would just wreak havoc on the actual yeah. superstructure that you had. If you could pull off the superstructure, you drop the thing, right? Most of like the required energy for that travel is done by gravity, yeah. And then you just suck out your uh, your your. your uh, kinetic energy on your way back up from the core to the yeah. to the center, it's going to require a little bit of energy to pick up, um, you know, account yeah. for friction and, and whatnot, but you, you basically could travel through the earth for almost free at that point, energy-wise. Free. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah, totally. It's cool.
1: No, they, they had some good stuff in there, and I, I did like... Uh, um, um, I, I liked to number of the aspects of the movie. Um, I, I got the feeling... Well, for me, it was a little too... Uh, It didn't hit the right uh, mix of action versus plot, right? Yeah, it it was definitely like I found myself asking, "What the fuck is this big room with boxes moving around and it's under the uh, streets? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there what was, the shit is this?" There was
0: some stuff that was a little unexplained. Uh, I watched. Uh, I also watched Expendables two last night. Um, you know the uh, yeah the, the was, movie with, was that uh, as good as it looked? Um, <laughs> did, did, I got what I expected out of it, which was like hokey action movie. Um, uh, speaking
1: of Hokey action movie isn't there another uh uh g i Joe coming out with Bruce Willis in it? Yeah, and there was
0: something that was supposed to come out last summer, and it got pushed out like an entire year 'cause
1: like I saw the commercial for that, and I was like I watched the first g i Joe it wasn't great, but it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't bad, yeah, yeah. I'd watched one with same. Bruce Willis,
0: yeah. Um. Yeah, that got pushed out like a year for some reason. Uh, I don't think they really explained what D- was going on. Did the on there.
1: Wayans brothers have another engagement? I, I mean, th-
0: I think they needed to basically re uh, redo all the special effects or something. I don't know. Uh,
1: Destro looked a little stiff. Something like that.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, Expendables Two was kind of funny. There were some scenes that were like clearly like, all right, you guys are going like a little over the top with this Chuck Norris stuff. Um,
1: you threw a car at a helicopter. <laughs>
0: basically, yes. They threw a motorcycle at a helicopter in this one, uh, and uh, and Chuck Norris killed everyone, like because he could, because he's Chuck Norris. Right. Yeah. Maybe. They uh, did a, It was kind of funny though. They did nice a little. Homage they did to a little Chuck, uh, Norris. Chuck Norris bit, like where uh, Chuck Norris is like, uh, "Yep." Oh, I think Sylvester Stallone's like, uh, "I heard you were bit by a cobra," and he's like, "Yep," and after. Five days of excruciating pain, the cobra died. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny to hear Chuck Norris tell a Chuck Norris joke.
1: Yeah, that that is. So, uh, yeah, uh, other yeah. things that I've been doing a lot of. My uh, yeah. wife actually got me a new uh, Paperwhite Kindle for Christmas. Oh, I've really? Uh, it's awesome, dude. Yeah? Uh, but I don't know why I didn't think to do a review on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's should, badass. Yeah, maybe maybe next week we can Yeah, we next can week we shove can that try in. that. Um, uh, but I've been doing a lot of reading, too. So, you know, picked up a couple of books here. Yeah. And it looks like one of the topics you actually had for today was uh, a top ten list put together.
0: Yeah. So again, our friends at Wired. Um, <laughs> our friends—they don't know now, who we are.
1: <laughs> now, for those of you playing at home, I have a top ten list as well. Mine's from—I know this is going to come as a surprise—Amazon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and we did a quick rundown of of the uh, the top ten lists. I I think while I don't agree with uh, either of the top ten lists, I don't even know that I have. Top 10 sci fi books that I would recommend putting on there. I just know that I don't like what they've got on number one of either of these.
1: Let's run down the lists from the bottom up. So let's start at number 10 and kind of give a quick little feel for whether we read the book or not and what we thought of it. Okay. Uh,
0: So number 10 on Wired is Ringworld by Larry Niven. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, me neither. Didn't read that one. All right. Cool. Cool. What's uh, what's on Amazon's number 10?
1: Uh, You suck at the internet. Actually, the problem is I've been switching back and forth between Windows and Mac too much lately, and yeah. my fingers are busted. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I get it. I just like to grief you a little bit.
1: Uh, top or Number 10 for Amazon is Nova by uh, Samuel R. Delaney. Who? Yeah, never heard of it. I've actually, I think I at least
0: heard of Ringworld. So oh, yeah, I that's, have uh, too. It's a little better. Uh, number 9, uh, Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson.
1: Uh that was an awesome book. I'm surprised it's only at number 9.
0: Uh me too. And uh I, I think I talked about this uh that I just reread that book uh in the last month on uh on on Kindle. I think it's the first book I actually read uh end to end on my phone. Wow. Which was yeah. But uh yeah, it's, and, it's, and it holds up. I mean it was like something I read when I was in my early 20s the first time and it's still like I still like it. I
1: think I read it in my early thirties the first time.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little. I mean, there's some uh, some hokey stuff in there, and
1: it's a little like uh, comic booky, but it, it's it's good. Yeah. Well, number nine on uh, Amazon was Parable of the Sower. What? By Octavia <laughs> Butler. Who? Yeah. yeah. Again, actually, right. I was just reading the summary of that one. It might actually be kind of fun to go read. But, yeah. Okay, yeah. uh, number uh,
0: eight. Number eight, Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein, which again I would probably put higher on this list.
1: Uh. I don't know that I've actually read that one, but I feel like I have because you told me how awesome it is. Uh, so. it, was,
0: it was really good. Uh, and again, I haven't read that since I was in my 20s. I read it before uh, they even announced they were going to make a movie of it. I also read uh, Armored by John Steakley, which is a nice homage to uh, Starship Troopers. and mm-hmm. I really liked it.
1: Okay, I'll give that one a try. And
0: John Steakley also wrote a, uh, a follow-up Book called uh, Vampires, which uh, they eventually turned into a shitty movie.
1: Ultraviolet? Uh,
0: no, it was <laughs> called Vampires. It had like uh, one of the Baldwin brothers and wait, wait, is that
1: the one where they go out into the desert and there's vampires and they gotta kill them all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, was awesome. It, it Dude, was... <laughs> d- talk about a movie that Quentin Tarantino should have made. Yes, it would have been better if uh, if he'd made it. Uh, the
0: book was actually really good. It was basically vampire hunters for hire, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of what. The, I mean, the movie loosely followed it. They just did a shitty job of translating it as, yeah this frequently happens
1: that also had one of those guys in it that i can't remember but he's like crotchety old dude yeah, yeah it had uh, uh, uh wood
0: what's his name um fucking oh, goddamn it yeah i know who you're talking
1: about um uh, james woods <laughs> there you go yeah yeah guy's awesome uh number eight for amazon is snow crash uh, so yeah. Yeah, agreed. Like yeah. Amazon did better on that one.
0: Yep. Uh number seven. A- and this is uh by the way, wired this is this is reader survey, not uh not the wired uh editors or whoever. Uh and I, I suspect that Amazon is also from like reader or
1: uh I would guess Amazon's was done that way yeah. too, probably based off of the rating system that is on all the books.
0: Yeah. Uh so uh number seven, I've got Neuromancer by William Gibson. Which uh, so
1: I've never read that book, but um, my heart tells me it's shit.
0: Yeah, because I don't think either of us are William Gibson fans. I I I read it. Uh, I read like two or three Gibson books back in the nineties. I can't tell them apart from each other. They all just kind of were like there was like uh, this guy who could jack into the net and uh, uh, having a weird sound thing here because it yeah. uh, sounds just got weird but uh I don't think anybody can tell other than us so nope, I'm gonna just keep us. talking. Um yeah, like a guy could jack into the net and he had like a bodyguard woman that was all tough and shit and he stored stuff in his head and maybe there was some Johnny mnemonic in there. I I don't know.
1: So here's here's my problem with William Gibson. A he sucks. Yeah yeah uh,
0: okay, B okay the Oh, and he had monofilaments that killed people.
1: Yeah. The, the only other art, like, famous... Like, a lot of times, you, you, you read somebody that's famous and they've done their stuff, and you're like, eh, that's not for me. But, you know, I can understand how other people would like it. Yeah. There are two sci-fi authors in the world that I look at that and have no understanding how anybody ever liked their stuff.
0: <laughs> okay, so William Gibson's one. Yep. Who's
1: number two? Michael Crichton.
0: I, you know, I, I kind of like some of the Michael Crichton stuff. Like, you're wrong. when I originally read uh, Jurassic Park... They're easy
1: reads. It's like uh, it's like throwaway sci-fi though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like dime store, um, hop along Cassidy kind I of crap. To-
0: totally agree,
1: but it's not bad. It's like he can read it. And guy, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Before you say it, it in wasn't in a- bad, did you read the Andromeda Strain? No. Yeah, go read that I, and tell me it's not bad.
0: I'm trying to think what of his I read. I read uh, Jurassic Park and The Lost World, and I may have read Congo. Did you
1: read Congo too? No. Was there a Congo 2? There was like a second movie. I okay. assume there had to be a second movie. Well, book. well the,
0: the, so the book was definitely better than the movie, which like came across for
1: shit. Right, because it is shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And the book wasn't great either, but it, uh, it it didn't come across quite as shitty as the movie did.
1: Okay, so we are Oh, well, it had to...
0: Charlize Theron in it, didn't it? Or was that Little Joe? I, I can't know. remember. Fucking Gorilla. They're movies. very, very similar. All right, anyway. <laughs> uh,
1: number seven. Uh... For Amazon was Earth Abides by George R. Stewart. What? By who? It's a super realistic and slightly dated story of apocalypse and resurrection. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I want to try.
0: Uh, I've got number six is Firm Height 451 by Ray Bradbury, which uh, sounds classic and and awesome. I'm sure it's great.
1: Yeah, I never read that one. Uh, Amazon's number six is Neuromancer. Yeah. So with the both discussion. on the list. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh number five, I've got nineteen eighty-four by George Orwell, which yeah. Uh I also read through d- that
1: book. I, I think there was a time in uh American life where some books that were were probably very meaningful and really spoke to the time. Yeah. Uh that book uh, is one of them along with uh What's the Holden Caulfield book Catcher in the Rye? You know, as soon
0: as you say it, and then I knew that I was I was thinking Catcher in the Rye.
1: Yeah, because like neither of those books were bad per se, right? Yeah, I I just don't. I I think they were the Star Wars of their time, right?
0: I read Catcher in the Rye, and I was like, I just don't get it.
1: Yeah, and obviously, great works of art, people have really dug them over the years. They were really meaningful to a lot of people, but I don't. I I lacked the social lexicon to
0: understand. I'm going to disagree because there were other books that I think were similar that have held up, right? So, um, for me, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, which was a similar time frame, uh, social stuff, whatever. uh, But, like, I read that and I go, this is a good book.
1: Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. So, I've never written a book. But I have to assume when you write a book, you have to – it's like stand-up comedy, right? Um, If you look at – uh, the stand-up comics that are super, um, super topical. Yeah. Right. Like Murphy Brown. Right. It's like blah blah blah. Desmond Tutu. Blah blah blah. So, like five years <laughs> right, out. Right, right. You're like, who the fuck are you even talking about? Right. Right. Um, and, and I think authors probably can end up in the same spot where they may have been too topical or spoke too aggressively to um, the the piece of the world they were in or the part of history they were in. Yeah, right? I, I can get behind that. Um, okay, so number five on Amazon's list is Blood Music by Greg Baird. Again,
0: never heard of him. No, me neither. Um, I've got so let's move up to number four. Uh, on uh, Wired is Foundation by Isaac Asimov. Um, I've never heard of that particular writing by um, Isaac. I'm just we're on a first name basis, me yeah, and Isaac. You, you go back. But uh, but I'm guessing again, it's Isaac Asimov. You know, I'm sure it was
1: great. You know, Asimov and I—we have an interesting uh, relationship. I, I don't think I've read any of his stuff. I, I read his stuff, and like, I—I I can't say that I was like. I think for for me, he was one of the first hard science fiction books that I was reading. Yeah. So I wasn't quite sure what to what I was getting out of it. Yeah. Um, but enjoyable books, but I I don't see them uh, again. I have an engagement problem with them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I had a similar uh, problem with... Um, oh, what was his name? The, the horror writer from the 1920s. Um, Lovecraft. Oh, yeah. You, you, you ever read any of the Lovecraft? Nope. Um, good, cool stuff, but like... uh just doesn't grab you. It just doesn't grab you, and it's a little bit hard to... like. I think because it was written in the 20s, the language is a little bit like...
1: Uh, like they know when to use who or whom? Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: It's a little, little hard to consume. Uh, and... and Aliens are really scary. There are several things where, like, I was like, "Wait a minute, this is because we didn't understand space in the 19." Like, nobody'd been to the moon yet, and it was definitely like
1: we still haven't. It was yeah. all a soundstage. Oh, oh,
0: oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, good science. The, bad the Van science. Allen
1: radiation belts would kill anybody that tried to go through them. Good except, science, for, bad science. except for except uh, for Bruce Banner, he just turned into the Hulk. Right,
0: and the Fantastic Four would get turned into the Fantastic Four by the cosmic rays.
1: Right, and and, and well, you know, the weird thing there is is. The same race hit four different people, but all different powers. Well, five different people, I guess. I love, that,
0: uh, I love that the Fantastic Four uh, went to space. There's other people that have gone to space, like but, but nobody else got affected by cosmic rays. Like, it was only the Fantastic Four when they went. And there were subsequent follow-ups with the, uh, the Fantastic Four. And... Um, Ooh, they went to space, and the thing got turned more into the thing because they hit cosmic rays again. What yeah. is it about the fucking Fantastic Four going to space that they always get hit by cosmic rays? Just saying.
1: Maybe they have a cosmic ray detector, and they aim for it? I guess so. Okay, so uh, number that was number five for us? That was uh, number four. Oh, number four. Oh, uh, number four is an Arthur C. Clarke novel by, uh, named Rendezvous with Rama. Don't, don't know that one either. Well, Again, Arthur
0: case? C. Clarke was... Uh, I haven't read any of his stuff, but he had that show on TV forever, like Arthur C. Clarke's like, Weird Universe or something like
1: that. Now, are you talking what about that, the... Uh, th- there was a couple... Arthur C. Clarke shows. There was the science show where he talked about science stuff. Yeah, yeah. I and think then there it was, was that the one. bad science show where he talked about like crystal skulls and uh, pyramid power and shit. Maybe like it was that. both of them.
0: And like he lived in Sri Lanka or somewhere, yep. and would like and like it would do the little bits, and you'd be walking on the beach talking about the crystal yep. skulls or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I really dig Arthur C. Clarke because I think he was one of the first people that kind of recognized that I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want now, and I just gotta make it okay for me to do it. So. I'm cool. I live in Sri Lanka. Everybody should live here.
0: Uh, yeah, basically. I I, I kind of dug that. Um, so number three on this list is actually tied with number two, but let's just do number three. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams.
1: Uh, one of my favorite books. Should have been closer to the top.
0: <laughs> I um, read it. It was all right. Uh, it it um, Read a little bit like the Illuminati trilogy to me, um, which was a little bit um, just hard to consume.
1: Who wrote the Illuminati? Uh,
0: I can't remember the author of the Illuminati trilogy, but it was similar, similar writing style. Wait, wait,
1: Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was hard for you to consume? Uh, Was it the meandering style that made you forget what the beginning of the sentence was? It might have been that, yeah. Okay. Okay. I can understand. There's a number of authors like that that really make me happy, like Terry Pratchett's also one of them. Yeah. Uh, I found that Terry Pratchett books aren't ones that you can, like, well, for me, I can't uh, listen to them on my Kindle. Yeah. Because the robotic voice, that has no idea where to put pauses or anything else. Yeah. Uh, On a Terry Pratchett book, you're like, whoa, whoa, stop. Okay, hold on. I got to rethink that sentence in my head, try and figure out where all the gaps go, and oh, there it is. Okay. Ah, crap. I missed the next line.
0: Yeah. Uh, So what do you got for number three over there? Uh,
1: The Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury.
0: Huh. all right. So I, did, I never read those. Yeah. Are you Good. Uh, nope. Nope. But I'm sure okay. it's great. <laughs> uh,
1: number two, I've got Ender's Game by Orson Scott, Car- Scott Card. <sighs> okay. So I uh, recently read the Ender's Game series, all of them.
0: Um, <laughs> did you make it all the way to the end? Because I made it to like I don't know, somewhere three or four books in.
1: I plowed all the way through. Yeah. I finished them all. Yeah. Um.
0: Now. So let's just talk about the first book because that's the only one on here. Because I think it, the the series kind of devolved after book two or three.
1: Uh Yeah, I'll agree with that. It started bad, got better, and then got worse. <laughs> um, the first book, I suspect that uh, Ender's Game was written uh, by a fresh author, somebody who was right out of the gates that hadn't really found their voice quite yet. Okay. And were relying... like, Have you ever gone back and read anything you've written back when you were like 10 years ago or whatever? I
0: didn't really write anything.
1: Okay, so I've read a number of things that I've written 10 years ago, and I was like, wow, I really didn't know what the hell I was doing, right? Um, And that's kind of how I feel about Ender's Game. The story wasn't bad, but really, you need to limit your use of the word fart in any book to under 11 times a chapter. It was about a 10-year-old or something. Yeah, but I think that was getting too much into the mind of the 10, because the the central conceit of that book is that... uh, Ender is a 10-year-old, but he's a super genius that's going to save the world. Right, right. Really? That's the best you can come up with? Uh, Yeah. That being said, I would totally dig an Ender's Game movie.
0: Yeah. So I might have to uh, default to you a little bit on this one because I haven't read Ender's Game in probably close to 20 years. Uh, So, and and when I read it, I remember going, oh, my God, this is fucking awesome. So it may be the fact that I was also relatively uh, young. I was probably like 21 at the time. Um, Are you
1: that old? Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. You're almost dead. I I know. (laughs) Uh, Well, I I honestly think that uh, Ender's Game, if it went back and got a little bit of brush-up treatment, it seemed like, okay, honestly, what I felt like is there was a short story that somebody wrote, and then they said, oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to make yeah. this a whole novel, which is, I think, actually what happened if you so, go back and read some of the art uh, notes on Yeah,
0: it. yeah, So some of the backstory on that, um, Orson Scott Card apparently wanted to write one of the books that was further down in the series was what he actually wanted to originally write. And his publisher said, no, 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 this is too hard for you. Go do something easier. And so apparently that was where he went, okay, I'll, I'll do something earlier on in the storyline. And that was right. when he ra- wrote Ender's Game. It was widely successful, and they're going, all right, go write whatever wherever you want now.
1: Uh, yeah. The, the other thing that kind of hurt me inside, and, and this is going to be hard for me to admit because I really sort of like revisionist histories, but uh, after I read the Enders, the Prime Enders series, I found out that there was a uh, subprime, subprime uh, lending issue where uh, he went back and then wrote the story of all of the people that were around Ender. Or at least one of the characters that was around Ender. All right. Um, And it was a character that when I was reading the Ender stories, I was like, "Wow, I really wish this guy got a little more face time." Which character was it? Um, Bean.
0: Vaguely remember the name Bean, but he was like
1: the uh, the mini Ender. Did he Did he make any of the planets
0: with him, or just just to the
1: academy? Just through the academy. Okay. But uh, yeah, I was like, I kind of want to read that. Was it
0: like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern type thing, where it's like uh, showing the same? Yeah, thing, and and different perspective.
1: Exactly, and I really like that kind of stuff. But like, give it to me in the same book. Don't make me buy another one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So, what do you got for number two there?
1: Number two here for me is the Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula K. Lagoon. Oh God.
0: Okay, so I picked that book up in March of this year. Right. I was in Moab. Joel and I were were there camping out, and we were in some uh, little uh, bookstore, mm-hmm. like a like a um, secondhand bookstore. Right. And so I, I, I'm like, uh, I'm just, I, I want to find some like good sci-fi, blah blah, blah blah blah. And I think Joel was actually like, I, I, I recognize this artist or the author. Right. She's like classical sci-fi author. And I'm, I'm like looking through. It. I'm like, oh, the the, the the notes on the back look good. Let me go ahead and try and pick it up and I'll, let me give it a shot. Um, I'm about halfway through the book right now. <laughs> so that was that like does not bode well. That for was the nine book. months ago. I just cannot get into it. Uh, it's an interesting premise.
1: Do people have three arms?
0: No. Um, so, so the premise is um, there's a world with um, that is populated by people of um, a single gender. They're all like they're all dudes all the time, okay. except for when it becomes time to mate. Then they turn into women for a short time to give birth, and then turn back into men and raise the child as men. Um, and the rest of the universe populated by the human species isn't like that. And the rest of the there, – there's like this uh – uh I don't know, like a um, star that's going around trying to like unify the universe into like, hey, make join our alliance and be friends right. with us. And there's like, uh, they they send down spies initially to like, you know, learn about the culture and try and integrate them in. And this is basically the story of the spy who's down there trying to like make the alliances. And they all know that the spy is a, a person from another world. And so it sounds kind of cool, like yeah, and, and how like this this. The, the spy is trying to integrate in with, like, this weird, like, gender-neutral society. Right. Uh, but it just doesn't really go anywhere. There's all kinds of weird, like, political bullshit going on, and I j- I'm just like... <sighs> yeah, that's no good. Yeah, so I don't know how that made number two, but whatever.
1: Yeah, crazy. So... Let's talk about number one, which number is the one, same on both. I think both of us can agree that number one, even though it didn't make my list of super-shitty authors... I think if I were to put a list of shitty, shitty, shitty sci-fi books that nobody should ever be forced to read and shouldn't be ever looked at, this would be at the top.
0: I, I would agree. Uh, and So, let's say what we're talking about. It's Dune by Frank Herbert.
1: Now, uh, I, I don't... I have a buddy who uh, um, I grew up with. Your brother-in-law, actually. Um, All and right. And he loved this fucking show when we were growing up. Wait, like really? The movie. The movie? Yeah. Like, whenever we'd be hanging out at his house and like staying over or something, he'd be like, Yeah, well, we got to watch Dune. I'm like, Are there titties in it? <laughs> no. Okay. Why are we watching this?
0: Yeah. So I
1: remembered watching
0: it like in junior high ish, sometime around there, like r- shortly after it came out, a year or two after yep. it came out or whatever, and being like, What the fuck?
1: Why is it people were so enamored
0: with those stupid sandworms? I don't know. But I, I remember watching and being like, What the fuck? Uh, I don't get it. Fuck off. I, I'm going to go play out in the woods or something.
1: You know the worst part is? is like a bad Star Trek episode. And I'm talking like original generation Star Trek. Yeah. Was better than that movie.
0: Yes, I agree. So, it, again, fucking David Lynch. Um, so, I got to college and my uh, my roommate was uh uber geek. Uh, in the bad way. And right. um, he was like, oh my God, fucking frank herbert blah 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 blah, dune blah blah blah, blah frank herbert dune da, da. so i'm like eventually i'm like yeah maybe i should try and read it maybe it's because i was in junior high and i didn't get it my, my, my mind right. wasn't well enough developed to understand the complexities of dune so i read the book
1: and realized you care nothing about spice and i was like or, okay
0: maybe it's just the book sucked maybe i need to watch the movie again and nope it still sucks haven't seen, uh, and apparently they remade it into a miniseries on Sci-Fi. Yep. There was also with like, William Hurt. Dune. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I caught like 20 minutes of that, and it also seemed to suck. So I'm not exactly sure how this makes everybody's like n- top of their list as uh, as a favorite, whatever.
1: But uh, yeah, it blows. I think what we should do is we should find uh, whoever it was that sold the I Hate Nickelback. Um, belief to the world, and <laughs> a, get them on. We hate Dune. It's a, it's a great idea because t- I'm totally in their camp with the Nickelback thing. But yeah, uh, yeah. H- how this count? Like, I'm sorry, I that was one of the most lame, annoying, boring books I ever read. So, so, a, so a
0: couple of uh, a couple of uh, f- so just by the way. Th- so the uh, Wired's got like uh, here's the list of things that got votes on it. Um, beyond that. this is alphabetical, but. Um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Okay. Got some votes. Not bad. Um, A Space Odyssey, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Boring. Uh, Awful movie. Yeah. Although I I do have to say on a technical, just purely on a technical standpoint, I remember uh, back sometime late 90s, I was over at a friend's house, we were flipping through channels, Mm -hmm. and 2001 was on, and we're like, what is this? It, It was shot. And technically, some of the, like the scenes where they're like uh, floaty, supposed to be in space, were done right. really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Storyline sucked. Uh, yeah. Clockwork Orange. I kind of dug that movie. By the way,
1: I've still never seen that.
0: It is disturbing, um, but but kind of good. Um, A Princess of Mars by Edgar Rice Burroughs. I assume that ties into Tarzan somehow. <laughs> um, A Scanner Darkly by
1: Philip K. Dick. Yeah, uh, you know Philip K. Dick. Uh, I may have said this in the past. He had a lot of really good ideas, just a shitty ability to implement them. Um, I don't think I've read any of his stuff, but you know like, he's got an award named after him. Yeah, but that's that's the thing is like if you look at Philip K. Dick, uh, you're talking Blade Runner, yeah, right? You're talking um, in a Scanner a Darkly. Scanner. Yep. You're talking, ah, uh, oh Christ. There's like four. Was,
0: actually, was was
1: Total Recall Philip K. Dick? Or Total was that Recall else? may have been Philip Dick as remember. well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great, great, great ideas in that guy. Uh, He really needed a writing partner. (laughs) To straighten him out a little bit? Yeah, just somebody to sit down and go, hey, dude, look, uh, maybe make the title only two words.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So let's see here. Uh, Always Coming Home by Ursula Le Guin. Another one by her. Yeah. Whatever, I'm not reading that. Um, Anthem by Neil Stevenson. Uh, I I haven't heard of that book. Which I have. Okay. Um, At the Mountains of Madness by H.B. Lovecraft. I'm not sure which story that is. Did you ever read In the Mouth of Madness by uh, Stephen King? Uh, no, I didn't. This one I, I kind of am curious about right now. I don't know anything about it, but it's Bill the Galactic Hero by Harry Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. Um, A Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. I've heard of that. Yep. Um, Let's see. Contact by Carl Sagan. I love Carl Sagan, by the way. Yeah, he's all right. He wrote a book. uh, This actually uh, loops back to our previous um, conversation. Uh, There's a book I highly recommend by Carl Sagan called A Demon Haunted World. It's nonfiction. It is talking about um, pseudoscience and how to identify it and bullshit stuff that happens in the world that people do in uh, in believing of of non-scientific things. It's really good.
1: What was Bill in the... uh... Bill the Galactic Hero. Uh the Galactic
0: Hero. Okay. Um, oh boy, dude, check this. Uh, wait a minute. Harry Harrison also did Death World Two. So I wonder so what Deathworld Death World One. One was.
1: Um, I'm ordering Build a Galactic Hero right now. Really? Oh yeah. Does think, it look that good? Uh well I, just the uh cover on the uh It looks blank. Here's the Bill the Galactic Hero book um title. It looks like GI Joe meets a uh, a loading
0: symbol. That sounds awesome. Uh Frankenstein by Mary Shelley made it on here by the way. Oh. Which I never read the book but uh, I really like that Robert De Niro version of the uh the movie. Yeah. Um I Am Legend by uh, Richard Matheson. Um Neuromancer William Gibson. God damn it. Yeah, people need to but recognize Gibson's. Here's, here's Nova. Uh, on this list, only got eight votes 0.14% one, one of the uh, people. So, hmm. There's a book called Red Shirts by John
1: Scalise. I wonder <laughs> if that's about Star Trek. It would be funny if it was. Okay, and there we just purchased uh, Build the Galactic Hero. Wow, you really did purchase that. That was seven bucks. What are you going to do? Plus, he's got a cool name, Harry Harrison. I know, right? How do you go wrong? Okay,
0: so oh, the other one, the final one that I, I the looks like it almost made the top ten list, Watchmen by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons.
1: Uh great book. Yes. You know, actually, the uh, intro to the Watchmen is uh, the movie. The movie is probably my single most favorite intro of any movie of all time.
0: I totally agree. By the way, I was just like, watching that this weekend. And thinking what an awesome intro that was.
1: Yeah, like, after the intro, I don't need to watch the movie anymore. I just needed the intro. I,
0: I could almost... I mean, the rest of the movie is still great, but yeah. that intro alone was yeah. just fantastic.
1: Yeah, they, they did an amazing job. That was quite possibly the best intro of all time. We should give words out to intros. Yeah.
0: Apparently, uh, Alan Moore um, says he will never watch that movie. Uh,
1: uh, why is that? Does he not like he, how his uh, he world feels, came out?
0: Nope, he just feels that, like, the the... The format that it was originally done in was perfect and doesn't need anything else, and that's it. And he's, he he apparently hates the idea that it got turned into a movie.
1: Is he it's, angry about the giant squids? He might be. Because so I have to say, the giant squids are the least appealing part of the book.
0: I honestly think that the, uh, the change there that they did for the movie was for the better. I agree. So for those of you that don't know... Uh, in the book, the original ending, instead of Doctor Manhattan blowing up the uh, blowing up a bunch of cities, uh, they actually Osmandius faked a intergalactic invasion by giant squids, and the squids teleporting into the uh, the cities was what what what, what destroyed them, um, which doesn't actually make Doctor Manhattan and the the enemy that everybody unites against. Makes exactly. Them, uh, the other people, which I, I, I wish that they weren't against Dr. Manhattan, because I really like the guy, but uh, but I, I like the idea of uh, nuclear sort of holocaust as opposed to giant squid invasion. It just seems more yeah, plausible.
1: It, 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 and, and it fits better in the theme of the movie, like, or yeah. of, of the book, right? Yeah. You watch it, it's talking about sort of a post-Vietnam era where we had a tons of nuclear deterrence and fear and whatnot all boiled in there, and uh giant squids. Yep. That that doesn't make sense. Yep. I uh, I have we ever fought a where we were afraid of giant squids? Um uh, no.
0: No. Not right. that I not that I recall. In fact, you know, really whether or not giant squids exist is sort of uh you know up for debate. Crypto science. Yes. <laughs> Cryptozoology right yes.
1: there. Okay, so do we want we're at about an hour right now. About do we want hour? to talk about our uh Vapor, or Christmas vaporware or our outage talk or do we want to so save those let's, for... Let's uh,
0: save the outage talk for later. Let's, okay. let's do a quick vaporware talk, though, just because it's, it's
1: uh, we just barely missed Christmas. Yep, so we finished the Christmas season here, it looks like, and uh, I, every kid out there had a list, things they were looking for, yeah, things yeah. they'd want. Yep. Um, some kids were a little disappointed. So, uh, I know you were a
0: big fan of the Pebble. A I was. A couple months ago, you were talking yeah. about it. Uh, did you have that on your list?
1: I did not put that on my list this year because I have leaned more towards um, gaudy, ugly um, watches. Bright, for... bright yellow GPS watches. <laughs> exactly, GPS yeah. watches for running and whatnot. But uh...
0: but if uh, if you were, uh, if you had, you apparently would not have gotten it by Christmas. Yeah. So uh, sometime in early December, the, the Pebble folks uh, sent out an a e-card basically saying uh, Pebble was going to be delayed and they were not going to be able to make it due to manufacturing problems.
1: Which is really too bad because, like, uh, I still really like the Pebble. I think it's a great idea. I think it's uh, pretty slick what they're doing. Uh, but manufacturing stuff sucks. It's yes. hard.
0: Yes, it does. There was a oh, got to look this up. So there is um, another project on Kickstarter. Oh, let me see if I can find this. Um, that basically got canned recently. Um, that was a – I can't remember what it was. It was a USB charger for um, Apple products. Mm-hmm. Um, that Apple changed the um, um, the the requirements for licensing of, of Apple products that basically said, if you're using a... Um, you can't have a product that uses the new lightning port as well as the old charging port. Uh, uh, are you
1: talking... Cause- now, you're, you're, uh, there's a couple things going at play there. There's the mag chargers they change the shape on, right? Yep. And then there's the new Thunderbolt displays that are uh, um, a new format that handles both the USB, video, audio, Ethernet, everything.
0: Uh, let me let me pull this up because, you know, I'm I'm talking about Apple stuff, which pretty much means that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um,
1: I, I did get a new MacBook, though. They're badass.
0: <laughs> so I hear... That's it's a that's it right there isn't no, it? No or is that no, the no that's the old one. That's the old one. See, I can't even tell the difference. I haven't moved
1: our uh, templates for the podcast over to the new one yet.
0: So there's some sort of some interesting things that go, go on here uh that this ties into that. So uh this was for a Kickstarter project called Pop by um this guy named um Oh, come on, quit moving around internet. Was it Bob Hero of the Galaxy? No, it was uh Jamie Smirnoff and Edison Jr., they raised $139,000 on Kickstarter to create Pop. Um, it was a multi-device charging station, um, but they basically had to refund all their money uh, because they weren't going to be able to do it anymore. Um, they could not do lightning USB cables uh, or adaptables as Apple controls both these uh, and blah, 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 doing USB. so they'd have only been able to do USB. So they couldn't have done the U- lightning USB anymore. Which they felt um, killed enough of the project that they
1: didn't feel that they could do it anymore. Oh, so basically, Apple will not license the. So, just for, so that all of you uh, Mac people out there translating from Matt, um, yeah. uh, when the iPhone five came out and on all the new iPads, the new charging connector is called the Lightning charger uh, or Lightning connector. It's instead of having the thirty pin connector that Apple's had for you know since the inception of the iPod. They now have a uh, really cool connector. It's just a flat tab. It's got uh, contacts on both sides. It's universal. You can jam it in any way you want, and it always works. You don't have to try and figure out what's the top, what's the bottom. You just put it in. And it looks like uh, they are not playing nicely with the consumers. Is anybody surprised?
0: So uh, actually, on this um, most recent update on this, since I read this originally, uh, Apple's made an update and reversed its decision restarting this Kickstarter project and is allowing 30-pin and lightning cables to charge side-by-side, according to Ars Technica. Oh. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So this may not, may or may not get refunded. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, so Edison and Smirnoff uh, created their own new crowdfunding site called Christie Street, uh, which has some additional rules in it uh, before you get your money, basically, that... Uh, Make sure that for physical, so they're actually making uh, Christie Street is designed for uh, physical hardware. Okay. So if you're making something physical, it needs to go through some sort of validation project process before you get your money to sort of prevent this sort of thing, so that um, you know people don't have to you know then deal with refunding the money back, et cetera, et cetera. Huh. That's so it's sort of interesting, and they were planning, and whether or not they're actually killing the Kickstarter project or not, uh, refunding the people's money back through Christie Street. So there's a little bit of me that kind of wonders if they're, uh, hmm. you know, once they got kind of like the initial licensing problem, they said, ah, let's just cancel it, and then we'll use it to promote our, our new
1: site. But Yeah, that uh, may have been uh, what they did. Yeah. Huh. So, Weird. All interesting. Yeah, but uh, I do really like that new connector. I think Apple did a good thing there. Yeah, <laughs>
0: what the so uh, that would be the one thing. Um, let's do another quick uh, har- hardware review here while we're All going right. over time. Uh, I understand you got a new Surface.
1: Yes, tablet. I did. I'm yeah. totally digging my Surface. Yeah. Uh, about the only thing that is not awesome. Well, eh, there's a couple things that I didn't like about it, but you know, hey, I'm picky. Um, on the whole, though, I- I'm really liking it. The, uh, the The one thing I do have to critique is not. Uh, um, Microsoft's or the hardware's fault. Yeah, it would be Amazon's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Make your web player work with the the. the oh computer. yeah, yeah. I can't watch my Netflix videos on my Surface right now. Yeah. So overall,
0: I I love the hardware. Yeah. It, it, it the the form factor size everything is nice. The uh, keyboard is badass the keyboard cover. Yeah. Like, I, I love I totally it, the do. way it snaps on. I actually yeah. don't have found that I actually don't use the keyboard as much as I thought I would. Yep. Uh cuz the on-scre- on-screen keyboard works really well. Yep. And I tend to just have the uh, the cover keyboard flipped all the way back. Uh, yep. also I really love the fact that once the cover keyboard goes back beyond like 180 degrees mm-hmm. or whatever, it just stops working. Yep. So you don't have to you worry about like press stuff, pressing stuff. Yeah, it just it disables like when it should disable. Um, and it snaps on like a motherfucker. Yes, like, it does. When it gets even close, it's like, clack, and it just like sucks in there.
1: So my wife and I were uh, sitting on the couch the other day, and I was using the Surface. I had it flipped you know, with just like tablet mode, and I yeah. was like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, doing it. And I, Sid wants to do something, so I hand it over to her, and she like sits it on her lap, and she tries to pull out the kickstand and type on the, the, the thingy, and she's like, this doesn't work for shit. I'm like, yeah, honey... You don't have a Kia to tow a fucking truck, right? Like, yeah, it, this isn't designed to be a laptop, so don't. She's like, yeah, but like, if the if the hinge was just stronger, I wouldn't have to have this kickstand thing out. And I'm like, you 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 trying you're, you're trying to use it in the wrong way. Like, you're, you're missing <laughs> the point completely. Yeah, this just pretend it's an just, iPad. Just pick it up and put it in your hand. Yeah, like, just pick it up. Go yeah. to town. It'll be fine. And if you want to type some stuff,
0: move it over to the table and type some stuff. Exactly. But yeah. And it does kind <laughs> of work. Or, the the Lord forbid,
1: reach down and grab the laptop that's under the couch. Uh, uh, there's one yeah. right there.
0: Yeah, but it's not really designed to be a, a, a full-on laptop. No. It, but it it does a nice job. The keyboard does a nice job of it's substituting. the
1: gap when you need
0: to. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's been
1: a couple of times where I've uh, flopped the keyboard out to um, type in some uh,
0: Google searches or whatever. Yeah. The only thing that I really have a problem with, hardware wise, is the power adapter.
1: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give full marks to Microsoft for going with a MagSafe connector. Oops, excuse me. That's probably uh, copyrighted. With a magnetic connector that snapped in. That was a good plan. I like that. It pops it was out plan. easy.
0: Yep, yep. Um, and, and I don't have to worry about like accidentally yanking my, my Surface off the table because it pops out really easily. Yep,
1: and it goes either way, top or bottom, bottom or top. That is great. That is great. Uh, the problem I have is I can't get the fucker to go in. <laughs> yeah, I have the same
0: problem. <laughs> you really have to like fiddle with it to yeah. get it plugged in right. Um, it just doesn't quite want to align in there. The, the I,
1: and I suspect, and this is just me, it's because there's the side isn't perpendicular. I I think so too. Right, so you have to hold it at an awkward angle to get it to go in.
0: It, well, and and then the power thing is really small, so your fingers don't hold it really well. Yeah, even my fingers. Yeah, and it just it just doesn't. It's hard to use. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but that's uh, a fairly minor
1: thing because uh, the other thing is I don't have to charge the thing very often. No. Um, There's been a bunch of people whining, I got a charge was Like, what the fuck are you guys doing with it? I I use mine all the time. I've charged it twice since I got it, what, two weeks ago?
0: Yeah, I mean, it it lasts multiple days without a charge. Yeah. Um, Or, like, I've watched, uh, if I'm sitting there watching uh, Amazon, or uh, not Amazon videos, Netflix Netflix videos, uh, for a few hours... The next day, I might have to charge it.
1: Yeah, but that's how everything works.
0: Yeah, so I mean, that's like uh, after five hours of use, oh gosh, I have to charge it um, tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and I do have to say that uh, when Windows 8 came out, we talked a lot about uh, some of the interface differences and the way they changed things and the way it didn't make sense and it didn't really work, blah, blah, blah. And I think my contention at the time was that the reason it didn't work is because we were trying to use a uh, um, keyboard and mouse for a design or for a UI that was designed for fingers. And having now used it on the tablet, oh, my God, is it awesome. It it just works. It
0: works awesome on any touchscreen. I yeah. love the touchscreen interface
1: of Windows 8. That said... <laughs> I still get a little confused when I'm sitting at my desk and I've been using my Surface.
0: Well, yeah, but uh, still when... It, when uh, I still can't do things with the keyboard and mouse on Windows 8 that I can do with touching it, right? I should be able to yeah. reach off the screen with my mouse and drag stuff on or, or that kind of stuff. They should... There's still, uh, and when you go to, if you go to Fry's or you go to Costco mm-hmm. and you look at the laptops there and they've got 10 or 20 of them set up, there's yep. one with a touchscreen. So yep. hardware-wise, we're a little behind. I think Microsoft is pushing um, the envelope a little bit with the OS getting ahead of the hardware. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's just going to be a pain point until
1: the, the hardware manufacturers catch up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about uh, touchscreen laptops.
0: Um, I, I would like that if I had a laptop with Windows 8 on it that it had a touchscreen. Yeah. Just be so that uh, you know I can do the stuff. I've even noticed on the occasional ones where at work I'm using somebody's laptop and they've got a touchscreen. I, it works better to just touch yeah. it and move things around. And um, I've found like even just browsing the web on, um, the the surface. It's I, I really prefer just touching and moving things around than than I do using the mouse. Or, like, arrow keys or page up, page down. Yeah. It tactically just
1: is nice. Yeah, yeah, no, totally agree with that. Uh, Yeah. So, everybody, if you haven't already gotten a Surface, go out and buy one, because they're pretty badass. Uh, They are pretty badass. I would like to see a little bit more uh, thought by the app developers out there. So if you're a Windows 8 app developer, make some good apps, because I want some, and I'll buy them.
0: Yeah, I think that'll catch up.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go buy a Surface. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.